Welcome back, fellow spy fans. Uh, it's your trusty host of the Spies Like Us podcast, Todd and Dave. Hello. Uh, this this week we're discussing a really interesting spin on the spy genre, to say the least. Uh, uh, we're talking about Spy Family, which is an anime that follows Westonia's greatest spy, codenamed Twilight. And for various reasons, he's required to establish a cover family that adopts a young girl who happens to be a telepath and recruits a cover wife who happens to be an assassin. What are your first impressions, Todd? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah, first uh, first impressions. I mean, I, I we've we've done the first three episodes, which I think yeah. are all that. That's what's out right now. Yeah, uh, the show just came out. Um, by getting through, I mean, and they're definitely set up. Uh, lots lots of setup here, introducing the characters together. By the end, I'm into it. I want to see more. Yeah, it's cute. I, I did tell you it was pretty anime, though. I'm not sure how much we're going to get to pull from the show, but I'm, I'm glad you're liking it because I'm loving it. Um, I don't know if I can recommend it to most of our audience, but if you like anime, you'll probably like this show. Yeah, um, and relax. We're only going to we're probably only going to do this one episode. On yeah, the show. <laughs> um, unless you guys are like adamantly like fiending for more spy family talk, uh, you, you can always hit us up on Twitter spies underscore like us or email us at spies like us.net um the show uh is a fictional setting um normally some I'm, I'm surprised well maybe they wanted to be safe um there's two nations westalis and ostonia um and our our uh, protagonist twilight is a spy for westalis but he's working in ostonia um, the, the story starts out with the death of one of the diplomats because, you know, of course, every big war and spy thriller needs a, an assassination attempt. But um, uh, the heads of Westalis meet to discuss the situation. They don't think it's so much of an accident. Um, so they recruit Twilight and the agency is WISE, which stands for Westalis is Intelligence Agency. Um, and uh, so the idea is they've assigned Twilight to maintain peace by spying on Donovan Desmond, who's the leader of an extremist political party within Ostania or Ostania. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's the basic premise of the show. Um, you and I watched the first episode together and uh, the first mission we see our uh, protagonist on is kidding F- film of uh, the foreign minister's toupee. <laughs> what did right. you think about this one? Well, I mean that. I mean that's your first clue that it's. Uh, that's your first clue that it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that was our first clue. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was that was that was the first one where I realized like what the what the sense of humor of the show was going to be, and yeah, apparently the toupee is like really kind of important. And um, uh, since I mean I don't want to dwell on it, but. Now would be the time. I think my favorite joke in the show is sometime later, one of the um, one of the henchmen of the big bad guy says, uh, "Hey, boss, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe we should forget about the toupee." And the boss just <laughs> does one of those does one of those. I'm a I'm an uber cartoony villain and just like whips out his gun and shoots the guy dead for even daring to suggest um which wasn't to me the super funny part the super funny part was just that line hey boss uh maybe it's time to just let this to pay thing go it was good i like i liked it i liked it 
Apparently the idea was the foreign minister's toupee would force him to resign. So Twilight dresses up as the main villain and steals the negatives and the, the pictures, saving uh, West Hollis from shame. Uh, but yes, Todd put it best. That definitely sets the tone for the show. Uh, it is definitely a very wholesome action comedy. And um, if you're used to anime uh, fan service, there is pretty much anti-fan service. I think the wife does a high kick and there's purposely not a panty shot that the internet is going nuts over. Um, but it's how definitely dare, very... How dare they? <laughs> oh, no, I love it because I'm so tired of, of fan service. Uh, and uh, even she dresses like really conservatively. You know, I think her assassin dress is about as like taboo as you're going to get. And even then it's still not that revealing. Um, You're right though. I hadn't, I mean, I hadn't thought about the fact as far as it being like kind, I mean, it's not, it's not G rated. Right. Right. By by any means. But uh, you know, speaking of the like kind of sort of friendly nature of it, uh, I don't believe, I don't believe we're seeing any actual like uh, gunshot impacts or even weapon impacts. They're, they're a bit concealed and, uh, especially given the fact um, on the first mission that we see uh, our assassin lady, whose name is Yor, mm-hmm. uh, pull off. Clearly, there's a lot of blood to be dealt with after the fight. But as you know, I mean, I'm just thinking back and like during the fight, I didn't see any. I didn't see any blood. I didn't even right. actually see her stab anyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a good point. I didn't know it because you see a lot of action, but you're right. It's not graphic. It's a lot of punches and kicks, and then they'll just cut to black and show you the aftermath. Mm, like right. Just a bunch of guys knocked out or something. That's a good point. I didn't notice that. That kind of makes me feel a little bit better about it, too. Uh, but I, I know it's been attacked online. People are claiming that the little girl is being sexualized, which I call super bullshit. Oh, my God. God, bullshit! Yeah, yeah. that's that's troll. That's trolling. It's super trolling. Yeah, it's just a uh, an adopted father and adopted daughter being. You know, she wants a dad and a mom, and that because that's really what the show's about. It's that's why I was like, you know, when I talked to you about it, I don't think we're going to be able to talk much because the show's really about them becoming a family. Um, even though you're right, there was a lot of setup, so I'm hoping there's more tradecraft down the road that we might be able to mention in further episodes on this show. Um, but our biggest mission, uh, the idea is that, um, wise wants twilight to infiltrate Eden Academy where, uh, Desmond, uh, son attends and he needs to adopt a child in order to befriend the son so that, um, twilight can get close to Desmond. However, after she passes the test, he's notified that they want to meet the wife and the mother which makes things a little bit more complicated. So now Twilight has to go on a big hunt for a wife. But I, I thought it'd be nice to kind of discuss this overall plan. I, th- I think it's pretty good. The over- I'm sorry. Oh, the overall well, plan involving... Well, the... I, in, infiltrating the school and... Right. Because for some reason, that's the only place the target of the investigation ever shows up in public. Is it... Mm-hmm functions of that school yeah he's like Um, a recluse but you know being a member of such a prestigious school the parents have to be involved in some way shape or form so i guess now i'm confused is that the toupee guy or not 
No, no, this a is a guy. different guy. The toupee guy, the toupee guy is Westalis's foreign minister. Uh, the Desmond, he's a leader of an extremely political party in Ostania or Estonia or probably Ostania. Oh, I don't yeah. Know. Ostania, yeah. Ostania, Ostania sounds the best. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I thought it's a pretty solid uh, plan. You know, uh, the the idea is uh, Anya's the girl. I don't know. Let's talk a little bit about her. You, you were kind of weirded out that she was a telepath. That was kind of a weird extra horseshoe to throw into the mix. Oh, I mean, it's um, it's the big thing the show hangs on, uh, <laughs> really, because you've got, uh, you know, uh, mother and father in this little slapped together family. Uh, both have a lot of secrets, uh, not only from her, but from each other. But And they don't know she's a telepath. And so... Uh, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of a really weird take on the idea of, um, I don't know, kids realizing that their parents aren't always being completely honest with them, except Mm -hmm. it's here. It's just everything they're thinking is absolutely plain to her. Yeah. (laughs) Although she's smart enough to know, or for whatever reason, she thinks that they'll get rid of her if she find if they find out that she's a telepath. Um, right, right. The show is a hundred percent. It's gonna make it or break it with anybody that tries to watch it. I mean, obviously, if you just do not like anime, then you know you're you you're not even still in the theater. Um, <laughs> but if you are, I think it's totally it's gonna make it or break it on whether or not you think the girl is cute, or whether or not you think she's incredibly fucking annoying. Because <laughs> um, I could see people going either way. In the end, right. I land on. I think. I think she's adorable. She's fun. Absolutely, yeah. I think she's a lot of fun. And she's she- got. She's got the uh, constant fear because I guess this is her fourth family. You know, she's an orphan. This is the fourth family she's been placed in. She's got. Uh, you know the the overriding fear, and it's a good human. Um, you know, emotion, motivation, agenda of mm-hmm. hers is to make sure this family works and that right. she doesn't get tossed out. And she has, uh, you know, even like another really good line where he takes her out to get her a new dress. And the tailor says like, okay, well let's, let's take your measurements. And, and she's screaming like, help, help. I'm being sold off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a very cute line. Yeah, well, she's got that, you know, just uh, instilled fear because she she was a lab experiment, apparently, and then let go and told very adamantly not to tell anybody about her telepathy. And, you know, that must be rough jumping back. I think that's what adds to the wholesomeness. I think I think a good sad origin story really helps kind of bring it together when you see them get happy, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I want good things for the characters. Yeah, I think I think that I think, well, I mean, Twilight's kind of I mean, he's not a warm he's not a warm character, but he's he's not he's not he's not paper thin. I do kind of care about him, but mostly I just enjoy watching him being like ultra uh, over analytical about every little detail is really fun uh, to watch how he like uh, looks at situations, how you know, when he uh, rents an apartment, 
you know, all he cares about is that there's no bugs and there are securable escape routes. Right. <laughs> you know, the, I, that's, that's the, the, a lot of the tradecraft is really fast paced in this show. There, there's tons of little Easter eggs that, um, I think it'd be nice to kind of like chat about quickly. Like anytime he goes anywhere, it doesn't matter where he's going, the grocery store, the tailor, picking up cigarettes, whatever it is, somehow, some way, someone gives him a code, like a coin with a paper in it, or just says something weird that alerts him which code, I guess, scheme to use and what his next like messages for his mission or something. Okay. Um, and, and I thought that was kind of a nice running gag. Like, it just, it never ends. Everywhere he goes. Even in the most remote places, there's somebody that's, like, working for Wise that can, like, hand him some info. And he's got, like, this, like, like right-hand man type of dude. I forgot his name. But it's the guy with the curly hair and the glasses. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, he's kind of like a bro that uh, uh, Twilight always, like, relies on when he needs, like, something. You know, every spy movie's got that guy that can get you stuff. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like his 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 fixer. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he's the one that got all of the answers for the entrance exam for Anya, right? Oh, the questions. Oh, the questions. That's right. It was the yeah. Questions. He was able to get the questions, uh, which was I don't know, maybe kind of funny to me because he had just like uh, Twilight had just uh, warned Anya very strongly against cheating, so. When he got past the the questions to the exam, I was kind of scratching my head and saying, "Wait a second are are they are they supposed to have that information? I don't think so." No, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, um, but, but yeah, she, his, his, I got another example of his constant, uh, you know, just being on on point, like at all times. Is, uh, you know, he buys a book on parenting and he realizes like, oh, okay, if she's like nervous, I need to hold her hand. And then we have his internal dialogue. You know, the first thing he's thinking is like having one hand tied up will make it difficult to uh, defend against an <laughs> ambush. But, you know, but I have but I have to do this. Uh, and it's it's done in a like to me, like a really funny way. Um, Absolutely. Got, that That's kind of the charm of the show is uh, he, his whole life has been on point as a spy, but now you throw a daughter and a wife in the mix and like he's he's kind of slipping up a little bit, um, or at least he thinks so. Uh, but I, I think he's more opening up. You know, you said he's kind of like not very, um, you know, it's kind of like the no man is an island type of thing. No matter how much you can put up the, the cold barrier, there's going to be a crack somewhere. And I think what he realized, and you know, because he tried to get rid of her, and um, I oh, think he, that's right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and, and he remembered when he was a kid, he cried, and nobody helped him. And his his whole motivation to become a spy was to make a world where no kids were crying or something. So there's there's a lot of little little uh, charming moments like like that where he's just overthinking, overanalyzing, being the good spy, the perfect spy that he's been his whole life, and now like. Anya's in the mix and it kind of adds like a whole dimension that's kind of throwing him off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I think we just haven't got to know because the way the structure of the way the three episodes kind of went was first episode is him. Uh, I recruiting quote unquote Anya and then <laughs> recruiting and quote unquote your, 
Uh, and then the third episode is kind of where we first get to see all three of them functioning around together. I don't think I've gotten to know her uh, yet. Uh, you know, but she just, you know, she was introduced, uh, you know, she's the final step of the cake that they're, they're building up in the first three episodes. Um, I do want to talk about her. Uh, if we could talk about your a bit. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so again, I want to underline like his, you know, photographic memory and always being super on point kind of thing, because even though we'll totally see that he's a functional combatant, right. Um, for this to work for it to, for it to feel like there's a real triumvirate of like, of like talents and skills. Um, you know, she's being set up as she's the, she's the super, she's the assassin. She's the killer. She's the one that should really be like super kicking ass in combat situations. So I like the fact that they're uh, having him, you know, if, I mean, if to me, if that's going to work, he needs to not be as great in combat, but we also need to see that he is like ultra competent in like all sorts of the, the regular tradecraft kind of stuff. And then yeah. t- to her, um, she's got, I mean, Okay, well, in general, she's got red eyes, but we see in some point in some points in certain uh, phrases that are said to her on a phone or something that her eyes turn bright red. So I think we're meant to think that she's under some kind of conditioning that she's not aware of. Oh, oh, I didn't. Yeah, I only read like eight chapters, so I don't think they got there in the comics. So uh, that's a good point. I didn't. I didn't even. That's that's really cool. Uh yeah. I just thought it was like a character design that she had red eyes. But um that's really cute. I I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean she's she's got a uh Twilight doesn't seem to have a uh like a specified handler character in the show. Right. At least I didn't see in the first 3 episodes like you said he's just getting his information uh dead dropped or brushed past to him. Mhm. Um, speaking of which, this show does have a park bench scene, so kudos to it that. Did. <laughs> it did! It wasn't in a park. I think it was a bus station or a train station, but right. it's definitely a classic uh, newspaper passing situation. Um, <laughs> and also, I think it's supposed to be comedy, that I, which I like, which his mission, like, you know, it was one of those, like, he sets his newspaper down, picks the other guy's newspaper up, and then, like, his mission briefing is reading the newspaper like once he opens it up <laughs> instead of the news it's you know it's just got pictures of you got to go here you got to do this blah, blah blah um but yeah i think i think it's fun it's fun to me to think that she's got some kind of conditioning going on that's always kind of a fun thing to do with lady assassins in movies yeah. and this show is um definitely demonstrated in its three episodes that's very familiar with spy movie tropes um, oh absolutely yeah they're all over. Uh, well and even anya's watching that tv show right yeah. yeah uh yeah she she loves spy stuff yeah yeah uh, which is which is another funny thing um but uh what was it oh yeah like she was test and there's no shortage of you know little I don't know, Easter egg gags, little toss offs. Like, uh, Anya was subject zero zero seven. Oh yeah. 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 That was (laughs) in the laboratory. 
yeah. the cover the the cover surname that he picks for the family is Forger. Yeah, that was cute. I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out. I have that in my notes too. <laughs> hey, his his cover name is Lloyd Forger. Um, mm-hmm. Yor is actually known as the Thorn Princess as the assassin, but yeah, she goes by Yor Forger. And then, of course, Anya finally gets a family name that she can stick with. Right. Um, but but she does have a handler character. We haven't seen him, but right. he's someone she talks to on the phone called the shopkeeper. Uh, and I guess I've only seen her talk to him once that I can remember. But that's when her eyes like flashed red and uh, she immediately pulled off the mission. But she does. It's not like she doesn't know that she's an assassin. It's not like one of those. uh um uh, Ipcrest file or Manchurian candidate right. situations um, where, you know, after the assassination, she's like, I, I don't, what the hell did I do? What just happened? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, no, she definitely yeah. knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She knows she needs to keep that under wraps uh, to that end. Also, like there's also a little brother character that she has who also, I haven't seen in person yet. Right that I vaguely might kind of suspect or hope turns out to be not actually her brother, but also a part of the psychological conditioning. You've oh, wow. yeah. read farther ahead in the comics. So uh, that's really good. Uh, that's really good thinking. Uh, the, no, cause um, you brought up the red eyes and you know, she's not exactly being controlled, but she, she, she makes like when she makes the first assassination, we see her, uh, I guess, complete, uh, she goes, I'm here to kill a murderous traitor. So it seems like she's very national or very, very extremist as far as whatever it is she's fighting to save or prevent, right? It's it's not like it's not like with uh Twilight where he's just doing his job and he's really good at it and he's very calm. Now it seems like she has a history there. So that would be really interesting, especially since her baby brother she she she's been single forever. And, and, you know, being an assassin, she's, it looks weird that she's this young, attractive woman that's, what, 30 and not married yet. So the younger brother kind of feels bad for her. And I guess she got him a job in civil service. So he's, like, looking out for her. But that would be a nice twist to find out if he was uh, part of her whole, I guess, training or programming or something. Right. And... You know, like, uh, again, uh, you know, I'm, I'm riffing on the fact, you know, you just mentioned about her uh, not being married yet. There is a lot of, like, family value kind of messaging in this show uh, that it is really important and it hinges around, which uh, I can't tell exactly. But, I mean, it's definitely not, um, like, an American perspective on <laughs> families necessarily. Right. Like, the right. idea of, you know... Her, I mean, how old is she supposed to be? Like twenty-two, <laughs> you know. Uh, and and people are like, you know, it looks really weird that you're single. Um, right. That's well, that's coming. That's coming from not my culture. No, no, I think she's thirty or okay. twenty-seven. Yeah, she's, yeah, twenty-two is a little young, but no, you're right. Uh, there's quite a bit. Um, well, it always seems like anime characters in design, like they they skip like. Everyone looks like they're 20, you know, between zero and 22. And then after that, it picks up again at like 55. Right, yeah. <laughs> like with, with, with no in-betweens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very much so. 
That's funny. Um, um, but yeah, and so, but the setting, the setting, like you said, it's fictional, but you know, it is West Ellis and Ostania, Ostania, correct. which I mean, that obviously like codes to West and East. Right. So they're so playing a little the, Cold War ish yeah, game, absolutely. even though it's clearly set in the modern age. It's not set in this, it's not set during, well, I mean, I guess this could still be the early 90s. Right. Have we seen anything? Are they using cell phones? I don't think I've seen uh, cell phones. What kind of phone did she use when she talked to her brother? I think it was a fucking landline. So, yeah, I think this might be a period piece. Yeah, and considering kind of what the cars look like. I haven't they're, seen they're, a, I haven't seen landlines. I really haven't seen computer usage. Right. To any to any great extent. Um so yeah, this might be supposed to be like near the near the middle end part of a cold war that is in a world that looks like ours but not exactly. Right. The setting itself uh I kind of like to describe as being like a Europe that is like stripped of all specific cultural references to, to specific countries. Absolutely. I, I think they were trying to f- so much focus on the family. They didn't want the history to get in the way. Cause I know a lot of historical anime is, is considered, even though they have like magic powers all the time. I think a lot of the historical information is like required to be like absolutely anally accurate. So I, I, I don't think they wanted to focus so much on the, what's it called? The, the, you know, the setting and the history. They just wanted the aesthetic of a Cold War and mm-hmm. then, like, the main focus being on family. Right. And now you mentioned that uh, he's operating in Astania. Uh-huh. Are you you're sure about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the Eden, Eden well I mean I don't know about the two pay mission if that was in Ostania but uh, uh, Eden um, Eden Academy is definitely in Ostania and and Donovan Desmond is like the head of the extremist party okay so that's another thing they're doing is like you know in a in any kind of like Cold War movie you know especially with that huge separation of like the Berlin Wall. Um, you you would get signifier like visual signifiers in the background and with characters and with accents of whether or not you're in the west or in the east. Yeah. Here they're even going to the extent that not only do does the west and you know just look like a very generic version of Europe. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, if they're over in Astania, they're not making any uh, moves to to make Astania look anything different culturally than uh absolutely but you know uh talking about this um made me realize that means yor is probably working for Estonians if she's murdering traitors right she very well might be and that might be a very interesting twist or plot because you know you, you start to see the family really growing together and like kind of falling for each other type of thing i i'm 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 very interested to see if that's the case and then they're going to figure it out one day and then they have to get past that. Are, are they going to, are they going to go after each other or are they going to keep it the secret? You know, are we going to get like a, the Americans situation where um, uh, Philip and Elizabeth were like, 
we're just we're just working for ourselves to to survive you know it's at this point we've given up on everybody it's just us it's you it's you and me babe you know type of thing some that would be fun you know there's a there's a sitcom structure uh i think most popular in the 80s where like one member of the family has a secret you know uh you know it's a normal family except like nobody knows that dad is a spy yeah Um, (laughs) but this is like like tripling down on it in effect in the way that like we have three members of a family where none of them know each other's secret identity like he doesn't know she's an assassin she doesn't know he's a spy and neither of them know she's a telepath right Except she knows everything. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, kudos to the subtitle work uh, uh, because there's so the show relies so much on like being able to be absolutely sure if you know whether you're uh, listening to someone talk or listening to their internal monologue. Oh, Uh, yeah. And so, like, great use like of italics for internal. And then also, it'll be if you're. Uh, if in your inner mind, what you're doing is you're remembering some something someone else said to you, that part will be in italics, but also colored. Oh, yes, like, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I mean, this is Crunchyroll. They don't really play around when it comes to subtitling. Um, so that, it's... Uh... Oh, yeah. And if, if you haven't seen the show yet, that's where it's on. It's on Crunchyroll. I, I believe I've heard it's also available on Hulu, but um, I did hear you could catch it on Hulu. Yeah, um, which means I guess they're getting licensing from Crunchyroll. Right. I, I don't know, but yeah, but um, yeah, that's I think that's all I got. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of setup. Um, that's that's Spy Family episodes one through three. Well, uh, next week we're talking about slow horses. Did I get it right this time? Slow horses. Right. I I have the same thing. I always want to say old horses. Yeah, or bad horses or wild horses, something. I always get it wrong. Okay, so slow horses, starring uh, Gary Ullman. If any of you listening right now have a show that you're, like, dying for us to talk about or, like, why are you guys not even talking about it, you can yell at us at uh, spice underscore like us on Twitter uh, or go to facebook.com slash spice like us podcast shoot us a line there or you can uh, go to the contact page on our website spieslikeus.net and if you haven't subscribed already definitely subscribe to search Spies Like Us podcast on your favorite podcast app and uh, we'll see you next week the preceding transmission sampled the song Enter the Party by Kevin McLeod and sound effects from freesound.org attributions and links are found at spieslikeus.net <laughs> <laughs>